Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> what up, ladies and gentlemen? Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros podcast on this S-H-I-T. So, so happy, happy it's Thursday. Thursday. Woo! Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to go with the intros. Well, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. And my co-host. The insurance <laughs> bro. Wow, yeah. it. Totally forgot that part. It's all right. I went with the S-H-I-T and I forgot about you. Sorry. It was the thing. All right. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to week three of our five-part personal and business finance series. We are excited and fortunate to have these guests with us yet again today. And this one is going to be a doozy. Get ready to dive into the shark tank with the shark CFO. Give a warm welcome back to the Invictus Advisors, Vidal Espinosa and Jeffrey Redondo. Woo! I can talk today. It's Hi. all that chicken adobo. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just <laughs> sitting, in there. Sitting, in there. sitting in there. All right, ladies and gents, real quick. We got the thermometer. It's got some fuel, some life at the uh-huh, bottom here. We've had donations, so thank you guys very much. We're still looking for 100 uh, hoodies, sweaters, whatever it may be. Bring 89 in. left. 89 left. 89 left, and we got to do it by the end of the month. So if you guys got anything, hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Pipeline Insurance is our insurance agency, so we want you guys to send us all the homeowner policies you got lagging, all the workers' comp, general liability, just like Invictus Advisors does. So yeah. thank you guys very much. And if you guys want to increase your bottom line, maybe you got a mortgage company or a tax office, it's tax season, <laughs> right? Uh, hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Show sponsor for today. We love these kids. It's all about the kids. Make sure you guys, speaking of donations, bring uh, any types of volunteers that you possibly can. Uh, they're looking for uh, if you got food donations, money donations, or you have uh, any type of volunteer time, they would appreciate that. It's all about the kids.org backslash feed the kids. Remember, we're matching. Make it happen. Yeah. And the matching donations, right? So if you guys have a, a donation that you guys want to make to uh, It's All About the Kids, Invictus Advisors is here, and they are going to donate up, or they're going to match that uh, donation up to the $500. So thank you guys very much. Make sure you guys reach out as soon as possible. And now let's dive into this Shark Tank. Yeah. Let's do it. Woo. I'm gonna premise, go. I'm going to premise this one with... Um, I do show Shark Tank in my classroom, right? I love the the concept of of a b- building a business that you can turn around and you know either sell at some point or make a living off of, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big proponent of having that side hustle become your main hustle. Um, but on the other side is the ability to be a shark. And if you are a shark and you're looking for an investment to to uh, and some sort of company to invest in, there are certain things that you're going to be looking for in these particular companies. So I'm excited today because we're going to get to know that about, you know, what is it that a shark is looking for? What is it? If I'm the person looking for an investment, how should I set myself up? If I'm an investor, what am I looking for? It's, it's very, very interesting because 
Uh, first of all, I'm really excited about the topic. I hardly prepare myself. Hardly, hardly. Hardly. <laughs> you, even have your shark pin. Have have shark pin. pin. Boom. Because I'm the shark CFO. And yes, yes. You Experience gives you that side or that, that punch mm-hmm. that you know what to ask for. And right now it's a trend to be an entrepreneur. Mm. It's trendy. It's, it's hip. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. It's cool. I'm a freelancer. What's a freelancer? No, you're self-employed or you have no job and you're doing things here and there. Entrepreneurial, it's more than just doing something on your own. So what, what do you mean by more? What, what, is, what is an entrepreneur? If you were to define an entrepreneur from a shark's point of view, what does that look like? Have a plan. Have a business plan. This could be a business plan. One simple page. Once, th- th- I actually ask my clients to draft a business plan that is just one page. Simplify it. Just simplify it. I call BS when they come to the table and they show me financials with projections for five years. And in the first six months, guess what? I recover, I recover my investment and I made a profit. Six, six months. months. That's impressive. Dude, are you laundering money or what the Because f- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any other business that I've seen that in the first six months, you recover your investment and you make a profit. Oh, no? You mean like cannabis or Bitcoin? Cannabis, really? It's a big trend right yeah. there, right? That's, that's supposedly it's where We're you make your fortune. We're about 27 minutes too late. I saw you look at your clock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to be like, how long do we have so we can start talking about cannabis right? business? Because it's complicated. Yeah, I'm just saying those are the things that, that you know young entrepreneurs are like, that's where I'm going to make my money, right? I'm going to make my money in the cannabis business. I'm going to make my money in the, in the uh, Bitcoin world. Like... Well, you don't make money the easy way. Right. That's the big key. Right? You don't make money the easy way. You have to work for your money. You cannot just toss a coin and if it comes uh, one side, you make money. If it comes the other side, you don't make money. It doesn't work like that. It's not luck that makes you money. It's hard work, consistency, having a plan, having goals. That's what makes you the money. That's what makes you have free time. Absolutely. Because that's the only thing that money can really buy, right? Is that time, that, that freedom to do what you yeah. want to do. And I think being an entrepreneur is understanding that some things may fail and some things may be great and being able to acknowledge, hey, this is not working and cut your losses and move on. You know, um, so but many people. You need to learn from those right? failures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those those are those are investments in yourself, right? So right. The, every failure is not really a devastating event. Hopefully not. Yeah. But you learn from these particular things and implement, modify, and adapt, right? Right. 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 All right. So let's walk through this Shark so, Tank thing. So I'm I'm. Uh, which perspective do you want me to be? Do you want me to be the the entrepreneur coming in type thing, or do you want to? Because obviously you're the shark. So it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. So if if a if a if a company comes in and their intention is to either find funding or sell their business, what what are the things that we should be looking for? Let Let's start from. Most of us are looking to fund our business. Right. Right. And the easiest way to fund the business. It's the three F's. Friends, family, and fools. Friends, family, and fools. That totally makes sense. That's the easiest way to fund your company. But if you come to me and you want me to fund your company as a fool, I'm going to ask you, you show me the money first. 
if you believe in your company or in your product or your project, show me that you have skin in the game. Mm. Okay? You must have $100, $20, whatever it is. I can even match it one to one. So you're talking about don't come to me with uh, guess what I got the next idea yes. for the next million dollar yes. idea and and you know if you put in half a million dollars with me or half a million dollars we'll make it happen. Hell's it's gonna no. be the next big thing. Hell's no, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. People come here. I have the next Uber application. No, you don't. No, you don't have it. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is I'm gonna ask you for your numbers. But my numbers, like a spreadsheet, like what do you want? Like I'm gonna you ask you for your numbers. Six one nine eight eight four four nine five. You need to know inside out your company numbers. Mm -hmm. It's funny because when you see the show, the Shark Tank, or when somebody comes and pitches you their business to invest or to lend money, and you ask them, "Hey, what's your profit? What's your revenue?" They don't know what it is. They don't, pre they don't come prepared. They don't know how much they sold in the first year, second year, the first month. They don't know that. They don't even know how much is each client costing them to be a client. What, what, what is that? Client acquisition costs. You know that. What's your client acquisition cost at your business? You don't know. You, know, you need to know it because what you're doing is... You're selling me your company. You're selling me your dream. It's not my dream yet. You're selling me your dream so I can help you make that, real, uh, that dream a reality. If you don't know your numbers, really, you're screwed. Out of 100% of the people that have pitched at the Shark Tank, I think it's probably, if I'm not correct, it's over 4,700 pitches. 69% of the peop of the pitches that have not been funded, it's because of the lack of knowing their numbers. So their business could be a great business. It could be a phenomenal uh, product or service or whatever, but because they fail to you know keep their books, to understand the, the metrics that they're actually bringing in, to yeah. be able to even uh, present that information, that's what's stopping them from funding, not necessarily that the business that they have. Interesting fact, Shark Tank has funded more projects than not. 52% of the projects presented have been funded. Really? Yes. That's yes. amazing. It's interesting, yeah. It's very interesting. So, you know, one of the things is it, when it comes to knowing your numbers is people have this fear of of numbers themselves of the math right i don't what's well, because i don't understand it. it's because you know they come up with an excuse after excuse after excuse um why why is it so vital for you know your owner to come in and understand the numbers when that's my bookkeeper's job or no, that's my not, accountant's job oh it's not it's not the bookkeeper it's not the accountant it's not the cfo's job it's the bookkeeper to have those numbers properly organized so the accountant can review them and issue financial statements so the CFO can present it to the board and the owners, the shareholders. That's three different things, right? But owners, self-employed entrepreneurs, don't like to know their numbers because, first of all, it's scary to validate your perception. Fuck, I'm failing. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to know your numbers, it's because you know for sure that your business is not making a profit.
Mm-hmm. That's or, the first thing. It's you're scared of or, how bad it actually is. Exactly. Yeah. Or or you just see money flying out the window. You yeah. know, what I mean? you're buying you're buying stuff from Bloomingdale's or Gucci or wherever you know you're buying stuff from, and you're like, I shouldn't have spent money on that. I shouldn't have spent money on that. I but you're afraid. Spent- but you're afraid to like change your lifestyle or right. adjust or discipline yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. Right. Right. And. When we, also, when we talk about numbers, it's not about the numbers that your financials throw out. It's about knowing your market. It's about knowing your client. It's a lot of things that comprise those numbers. When you ask some of your clients or when you ask the people that come in front of us for, for investment, and I ask them, hey, so who's your market? Oh, everyone. Everybody is going to purchase my product. No, not, they're not. It's not targeted or niched enough. No, they're not. They're not. The universe, it's not going to buy your product. 80 billion citizens of the world are not going to buy your product. Because how many of those have you reached? Yeah, you don't have that much reach. Yeah, you, I mean, you can put up a sign on, you know, on the 805, but there's only so many people who use that freeway on a daily basis that maybe look up at the Except. time that you... Or yeah, your sign's there. So and if you why don't, would you use the eight hundred five? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah. So you need to know your market. You need to know your client, and that's numbers. Those are numbers. If you are selling pens, who are going to use the pens? What type of pen are you selling? Are you selling a red, a blue, a green, a black pen? What type of pen? Is it, a, is it a fountain pen? Is it a ball pen? Is it a fine pen? Whatever the fuck the pen is. You need to know who your market is. The more you pinpoint who your market is, the better you're going to be able to approach that market. Yeah, because you're going to know more about the client, who the client is, what they do generally for a living. You're going to know how much income they make. You're going to be able to determine what your price point yeah. is, where they shop, where you're going to place this product. Price point... Yes, it's important, but not really. Because let me give you an example. You can go and buy a Louis Vuitton purse. How much is it going to be? Four or $5,000? Mm-hmm. You can walk into, I don't know, where uh, Guess or any of those stores, Ross, and you can get a pretty similar purse or a purse that it's going to make, have use the same use for $20, $30. I'm not going to walk into Louis and say, hey, I saw a purse in Ross for $20. Can you sell me that one for $20? What no, they're going to say. Your face. You're, yeah. not, you're not my client. Right. You're not my client, my target client. They've niched down. They know exactly who they're targeting. Louis never discounts their, their products. They burn them. After the season is done or if there's something wrong with the product, they burn it. Because they believe that... It's unfair for the clients that pay full retail price for that product that the next season, they see it discounted. It's unfair to the client. But they're all about their client. It's all about the clients and the experience. That brings us to the other, to the second point. You need to be creative. You need to find solutions, propose something different. What differentiates you from your competition? You're talking like uh, the difference between having a product service and an opportunity. Yeah. And the clear example is the purse. 
What differentiates you from a Louis and a gas purse? Well, I, I, I don't know. For me, I mean, look from the outside looking in, it's kind of almost like, um, almost like a cult, right? Like they have a culture of people like this represents more than just the purse it's it's the type of lifestyle that you lead the type of individual that you are the type of status that you've that you've achieved like it represents more than just the purse they were creative they Here, here's a here's a question for you or none what makes a business bros podcast different than any other po- podcast out there oh that's a good question oh i guess you know what for us it's it's the consistency it's us wanting to hear our client stories it's us being able to to open up the doorways for other people that's that's our biggest thing i mean you have any other major thing why our podcast is different no i think that's pretty much it it's the daily part of it that's what always gets people catches them off guard uh and the fact that we specialize and and focus on bringing people other people's stories other to entrepreneurs light. to light yeah, yeah, but that's that's, a, that, that's, a, that's important, you know. Like but, we, but but you know your differentiator. Yeah, most entrepreneurs don't know their differentiator, and even if you've been in business for a while, you still sometimes don't know your differentiator. You it's know, that one thing, it's that right? one thing. It's what's, the one thing. What's the added value? What innovates? Like for us, you know, the one of the things that you know, being completely honest is we've just recently discovered what makes us different than any other accounting firm that's out there is we're entrepreneurs first and accountants second. Mm. So we really focus on building your business and helping you grow your business and helping you um, develop uh, your mindset and help you move forward than necessarily getting you the best tax deduction. Like, mind you, that's important to us, but it's also... It's about helping your business grow and having you look at your business differently and helping you succeed as a business, not just doing your numbers. I think that the one of the most important things that differentiate us mm-hmm. is that we understand what a business owner is all about and not just focusing on your numbers for tax purposes. Yeah. It's okay to pay taxes. It's perfectly fine to pay taxes. Obviously, you want to minimize that impact. But if you are always preparing your numbers for not paying taxes or minimizing your tax impact, you're never going to know your actual real numbers. For example, if you're selling, um, I don't know, uh, let's say food, a restaurant, uh, a food cart, and you only report your credit cards transactions and whatever comes into cash you put it in your pocket and then one day i come in and i say you know what i love your tacos i love your food truck i'll buy it and you're going to tell me i'll sell it to you for one million dollars show me your numbers well all you've reported was the credit card transactions you didn't deal with any cash show me your numbers yeah, now you're looking at the valuation of the company, the entire revenue, and because you underreported what the entire revenue is, you're you're undervaluing the value of your company. Now you can't sell it for what you exactly. Want. That brings me to the third point, the value of your company. How many of you have seen Shark Tank and you get there and they say, "Well, I'm seeking ten million dollars for one percent of my company." <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Yeah. Are you are you uh, are you Tesla? Are you Amazon? Like you, you're asking me for a million, ten million dollars for one percent of your company. It's like show me the numbers. 
So I don't think a lot of people understand how valuation works and why valuation is so important, right? I, I think when people come on Shark Tank and when people watch Shark Tank, they don't make the connection between the percentage that they're asking or that they're willing to give up and the dollar amount that, that they're asking for. Why is that such a such an important factor for the investor? That was a good spot. Good. good spot. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm kind of getting better at finding those little yes. diamonds in the rough. Yeah. <laughs> the time is 19 minutes and 40 seconds. We interrupt today's regularly scheduled number one podcast in San Diego for a purely selfish, completely irreverent, sell-out cash grab word from our sponsor. Hernan, what are we selling today? It's all about the kids. We're not selling the kids. We're trying to make a difference, ladies and gentlemen. Look, we're talking all about the numbers. And speaking of numbers, there are a number of different families out there that need your help. They need clothes. They need food. They need your donation and time. So if you guys would like to make a difference, it's all about the kids.org forward slash feed the kids. Or you can find them on Instagram. It's all about the kids charity or at Twitter. It's all about the kids. Um, whatever you guys can do to volunteer time uh volunteer your uh money volunteer anything that that can help these families get to uh a meal in their tummy or warmth over their warmth on on their body we're entirely grateful so if you guys got a donation to make invictus advisors is also matching that donation up to 500 dollars. so if you guys have any contributions you'd like to make make sure you guys reach out to them it's all about the kids.org forward slash feed the kids boom 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 that's your cue Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and now, back to the number one podcast in San Diego, the Business Bros Pod. <laughs> cool. All right, so we were talking about valuation, <laughs> right? Like, how, yes. how do Q, you know this line, Q, line, line, line. <laughs> how do, how, you know, why is it so important to the sharks? Why is it so important that this valuation is right when all I'm really concerned about is getting that money into my company? Like, that's what the that's what the the People who come on the show, yeah. they're like, it's a hundred grand. I'm giving you like 10% of the company. Like, what are you complaining about? And you understand. have a hundred million dollars, like a hundred grand is nothing. Yeah, it's nothing you know? to you. Yeah. Why? No, Why? It's, it's nothing deal? to you, yeah. but let's, let's use that example. A uh, hundred grand for 10% of your company. So that means that your company is valued. You're valuing your company for a million dollars. Okay. So you're asking me to invest a hundred thousand dollars and you're going to give me 10% of the profits of each year until I complete my hundred thousand plus in perpetuity as the life of the, the company exists. Owner, yeah. yeah. How do you come up with a million dollars valuation? My question would be, what's your revenue? How many units have you sold? What's your cost? And then I start doing numbers and a million dollars is not granted. You, do you have a patent? Do you have a trademark? People don't think about patents. People don't think about trademarking their num- their name. The name is valuable. They don't think about patenting or registering the process of producing the tacos for Casanova. The recipe. Obviously, a recipe is very complicated to trademark or register because I can just change a little thing and that's mm-hmm. it, right? But you, all those things add value to your company. But since you are more involved in the day-to-day operation you're working on your business instead of in your business uh, in, your business, in your business in your business, business on your business, on your business. Yeah. you're so focused on the operation that you forget about giving value to your company a legal structure 
proper tax structure, proper capitalization. You're coming to me and saying, hey, invest $100,000 on a valuation of a million dollars, but your capital contribution, it's $1,000? So and let's, let's, uh, let's clarify that. So uh, explain what capitalization is. Okay. That's a lot of syllables in a <laughs> Capitalization is the amount of money that you put into your company to start it. That's the seed money. Mm-hmm. That's the beginning uh, money that you invest in, in your own company. But Vidal, like I, I started my company with a thousand dollars, but that was you know three years ago, and now I have a larger revenue base. How does that affect my capitalization? You, you, uh, you have to capitalize your company. You have to invest more into your company from either your own personal money, from your revenue, your profits. So you cannot pierce the corporate veil. That will be another show. (laughs) (laughs) Piercing the corporate veil is something else. Yes. Yes. So you need to know what gives value to your own company. So is this in in a little account talk with you? But uh, is this um, like where you're talking about like a retained earnings type thing where where your company is keeping some of the profits in-house? Or is this like once we've paid profits out to our shareholders – that they reinvest that money? How does this capitalization process work? Just to get a little clarification on the capitalization. It's all, it all depends on your uh, bylaws and minutes and whatever you decide among your shareholders. And uh, my recommendation would be don't distribute con- uh, 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 retain earnings for the first three years. Everything that your company makes, invest it back into the company. So, and, and, and just to be clear, because this is where the confusion happens. When somebody hears that, they're thinking, well, how am I going to survive? Have a salary. Right? That's the key, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Because you guys, and, and, and this is a clarification because it happens so often. Um, I, and when I talk to somebody about, you know, are you making any money? They're not separating themselves from the, like, when you incorporate, this is creating a whole new entity. Right. Of, this is something else. It's that different. That something else. Yeah. Has a has a profit margin. That something else is also going to pay you a salary. It has to pay you. It has to make enough revenue and profit so you can get a salary. If you were to go out and work for somebody, you'll be getting a paycheck. You're working for somebody. You're working for yourself through your company. Like one of the questions that they ask on Shark Tank a lot is, "Are you taking a salary?" Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like, like no, "No, this is net this profits is, before oh, salary." Interesting salary, fuck yeah. about that. And then we ne- we didn't we didn't coach before coming here. It's like <laughs> no, we really didn't. Thirty seven percent of the com- people that said that they would not get a salary from the company did not get funding. Mm. And that's usually because your company's not making enough. That's right. a key indicator. Salary, that's, yeah. Well, not just that. It's a key indicator to the investor that they're not going to get paid. You don't yeah. believe in your company. Question for you guys coming from uh, the comments section on Facebook. Oh, cool. Uh, what do you think is best? Is it better to have a strategic partner rather than uh, the wrong cash evaluation? Ooh. So that's basically uh, the, the comment is sometimes a strategic partner is better than wrong cash evaluation. What are your thoughts? Those are two different things to start with. Having a strategic partner, it's very important everywhere. Okay? It's very important. I don't know how that's going to give you a cash valuation higher or lower of having a strategic partner. It's like selling a service company. Let's say that I sell my company to another accountant. You don't know how many of my clients are going to stay with that account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
They're probably there because of me, not because of the, 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 the numbers that I prepare for them. So you need to ask yourself, uh, whoever asked the question is, are you valuating your strategic partner in your company? You don't own the person. Mm-hmm. You, you might have an agreement in place, but agreements are broken every time. But I think some, uh, you know, from when I think about Shark Tank, um, I think about like sometimes they want a specific shark because they have specific, you know, a specific area, skill set, that, yeah, skill yeah. set that they need. A network or whatever. Yeah. And so maybe the valuation will be a little bit lower or however it is to be like, oh, I want Damon to be my shark because he's really knowledgeable in the clothing industry. Yeah. So in other words, you they're know? willing to give up a, a larger percentage Edge. or, or right. less of a dollar amount for that strategic partner. So I guess in right. that case, the valuation would change a little bit of what you're willing to give up oh, yeah. if you're if you're adjusting the numbers that way. But if you are certain of the valuation of your company, you never go down because that shows weakness. That shows sure. that you don't know your math. That shows that you are willing to do whatever needs to be done in order for you to get that funding. That goes against your that should go against your principles because if I came here to you and I'm asking for $100,000 for 10% of my company, that shows principle if I stay on that amount. Now, you need to be confident, not cocky. That's different. You need to be confident of your company. You need to be confident of the product that you're delivering and or the service that you're offering. But if you change your valuation in the middle of the negotiation, that tells me that we started it with on the wrong foot. Hmm. That to me says something different huh so are the numbers right why are you changing the valuation of your company in the middle of the negotiation you're you're dropping 10 20 percent so that 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 to me it's not it's not honest fair fair yeah well i mean i think it also has to do i i, I do like the the analogy of yeah. being able to, to pick the right strategic partner um and i i agree with you that that it can show weakness but it could also show incompetence Right. And that's that's can almost be a little scarier than than weakness, because now you're you know, if you're if you're getting involved in in a in a strategic partnership agreement or or an investor agreement and um, and you're changing at the end. Now, is that because, you know, is that how you react to pressure situations going forward? What about, you know, time crunches or or cash flow crunches or things that are going on in your regular operations? What if that strategic partner wants to take a specific route and you're uncomfortable or unwilling or or unknowledgeable in that particular area that happens you see that happen in the in the shark tank and that, yeah, you know and that brings us to the other point is like you need to be a problem solver mm. right there and then you need to have solutions for every problem in the moment and i'm not saying in your business plan forget about your business plan your business plan should be just one page if you come to me and you show me a business plan that's 100 pages I'm not going to invest on it. I'm not even going to read it. Hells no. Because <laughs> you have no clarity on what you're doing. A hundred pages business plan? Really? How long did it take you to, to prepare a hundred pages for your business plan? <sighs> Forever. Yeah. <laughs> and research. Could have been working in your business that whole time. Hell yeah. So be able to solve problems on the spot. And not only for you, for your clients. Well, let me ask you this. Sometimes solving the problem is more difficult than an on the spot, but being decisive on the spot 
is also a, a skill set. Like make a decision and go with it, right? It, yes. it may not end up the way you initially intended, but you you took decisive action. You're not like, eh, maybe let me think about it. Uh, you know, like that indecisiveness uh, to me is is one of those things where like. You know, you're never going to get anything done. You're never going to get anything completed because you're always wishy-washy about everything. And, you know, and, and as, a, as an investor, it's not something that you want to be in. The deal. You want somebody who's who's look. This is the direction we're going in. This is the vision that that we that we see as a company. Let's take action. You're um, in. Oh, you're out. I'm gonna yes. Tony Robbins you. Massive action. Yeah, yeah. The massive action. Massive action. That's it. Either you shit or get off the pot. It's true. It's true. Make decisions, but. Don't make decisions with your heart. Make decisions with your gut and your head. Use both. And be strong. Be energetic. Be decisive. Be creative. It's so, you know what? The, be the, confident. The one thing that's um, really interesting when you watch the show, some of the things that they, they, they say to the, the potential um, the business owners is like, I need a decision now. Yes, because they're testing. They're testing them to see if they can make a quick, fast the decision. Yeah, quick. And it's funny because I, I'm about facts and, and percentages. Ninety-eight percent of the people that went out to the hallway to consult with their business partner or other business partners did not get the funding. Ninety-eight percent. Yeah, I, I and, and I completely understand that. I mean, I, I you know, you, we, earlier we were talking about the whole road analogy. Yeah. And that's like yeah. you get to the fork in the road and it's are you going left or are you going right? Like you need to decide. If you don't make a decision, you're going to hit that center divider and, and then boom, it's, it's over. So it doesn't matter whether you go left or right. Yeah. Pick one and make that path the way you want to go. Hey, where do you want to go have dinner? Oh, wherever you want. Dude, <laughs> just make a decision. <laughs> Except for if you're talking with your partner. It's like, do you want to go? <laughs> I, I, okay, let's have Chinese. Oh, I don't want Chinese. <laughs> I'm all Italian. No, I don't want Italian. Well, what do you want? Whatever you, you want. want. <laughs> the indecisiveness. All right, so so I mean that a lot of that is is very very useful. I mean, if I'm coming in with uh, with my company and I want to be prepared for to to. Uh, to to find an investor and stuff um what what are a couple of the simple steps that we can take to be uh put ourselves in a position to find that funding that we're looking for or even i mean most of the times people get started with their companies without even thinking about that exit strategy without even thinking about am i going to sell this thing am i building this company to you know to make it an ipo and, and sell it off or am i building this company to stick with it for the long term and this is going to be within the family um like at what point in my company's lifespan should i be focusing my attention on something like that from the beginning but start small okay don't let's say that i'm going to uh, manufacture cell phones okay don't start and say hey you know what i'm going to launch my own line of iphones hells no don't do it <laughs> because you you are not going to be able to be competitive against apple samsung uh the other companies that produce cell phones you are not okay so start start small don't try to go to a factory and say hey Build me a container of cell phones with my brand. You're not going to be able to sell them. So you're trying to say, don't try to be the next Uber of something. No. Start small. Okay. Start small with your idea. Yes. Think long term. 
yes, do have an exit strategy, whatever it is. It's either selling the company, selling it in pieces, uh, getting IPO and, and selling a fraction of your company because you need to know how to negotiate or whatever it is, but start small. And not just, but not even you exiting your company, but if something ha were to happen to you, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, like that's a perfect opportunity for you to get some sort of insurance. You know what I yeah, mean? Like it, yeah, if you get something just real small, just because if let's say you're, let's say you have an accounting firm, right? And if one of the partners dies, then it's like, oh shit, what am I gonna do about accounting? Yeah, you know what I mean, and so a hmm. lot of that has to do, hmm. <laughs> right? A lot of that has to do with, you know, being able to put the pieces in place, and you know, I don't know, James is the expert, not me, but like even if you were to buy like a little keyman policy for, you know, fifty or sixty grand a year, it's not it's not too much annually for like something like that. Yeah, no, I mean we we did that for our own uh, partners in our in our agency for the main reason that you know if one of the partners dies, we don't want to be in business with the spouse. I mean we have nothing against the spouse, but you know they they weren't in they're they're not the personality that we wanted to be in place. We want to be able to buy that person out and at the same time fund you know the replacement of that particular. But you're person. planning. You're 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 you you have a a, a solution for a problem. Yes. Yes, there's a solution for that problem because that inevitably something like that will happen. Yeah, and, and those problems are going to be uh, uh, down the road. Don't try to solve every problem in your business plan before you start. Don't, yeah. don't. Mm. Don't try to solve those problems. Every possible problem is not to be solved in your business plan, period. When's the best okay. time to solve it? Down the road. When it happens. When it happens. You need to have solutions. I have five, five points that if you're going to go and ask for money, not from a bank, but from an investor, smile. Always have a smile in your face. Whether, whether you already know if they're going to give you the money or not, just have a smile. Always be smiling. Always be happy. Be yourself. Okay? That's the first point. Smile. The second, it's be interactive. Interact with the person or the people that are listening to your pitch. If you sell a product, have them try it. Sample. Sample. Test it. If it's a service, let's say that you're a, a chiropractor. Offer them or give them a chiropractic session there. Show them what you're all about. Be, have an interactive presentation. Have them experience the yes. service. Yes, yes, correct. Tell your story in less than 90 seconds. Ooh. Be prepared to tell your story in less than 90 seconds. If you've seen, and you've seen the program, they start with their story. All the time, yeah. All the time. And it's actually less than 90 seconds. Yeah. Be able to transmit everything that you are about everything that it's your product or service in less than 90 seconds and believe it well and if you notice like a lot of them have it's it's, it's their uh, origin stories it's like mm -hmm. this is you know this is the struggle i was going through yeah this is you know the frustration that i had and then boom this is what i what i came up with product service it has to be a good story you story. even if you're not a salesperson you have to be able to sell your company 
in those 90 seconds or less has to be an amazing story. Practice, 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 and more practice. Okay? So your story is, is vital. Your vocal power has to be strong and believable. Are you talking about the actual the way you speak. volume yes. and what you say, yeah. the words you, you say, you, how you say them? Yes, you can be asking for $100,000 with this voice because I would like, I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> Timid little mouse. Be, be, be energetic. <laughs> Have a good voice, okay? Use your own voice. Don't be... It's normal that you're going to be scared. You're going to be nervous. It's, it's your livelihood in the line. Like, whatever it is, don't be scared. Don't be scared. It's, you're just asking for money. You got into that room with a no already. If you come out with a yes, Here's a win. you're a win. You but you went, in with a, you went in with a no. You didn't, you didn't have Hell's it going no. in. No, yeah. you had no money. It's so interesting because actually before I owned my own firm, I actually did fundraising for a, a couple nonprofits. And it's actually, you know, asking for um, money is... It's the same thing. Asking for money where you're asking for a nonprofit or you're asking for investors is the same thing. And you need to know when you're going to talk to your investors, you know, if they're going to say yes. You know, so you have to be prepared for them to say yes. But you should go, like like you said, you should go in there with them already with them already saying no. Yeah, you yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's absolutely true. You don't have it. You didn't you have know. it before you walked in. And if you don't have it when you walk out, that's fine. But... Your goal is to walk out. Yes. Yeah. And if you walk out with a no, don't go and depress yourself. Don't go and throw yourself out of bridge. Never. Just, hey, there's another investor out there that is going to hear you and you're going to get the money. Tomorrow the sun will rise. Hell yeah. Do you know, did you happen to research to see if how many people got investments from Shark Tank after the... After like, let's say they were on the they TV. Pitched, they pitched. Everyone said fun, no. And it's then, funny because... Most of the investments that they've done, they have recovered in less than six months because of the popularity of the show that the product or service skyrockets. It has the Oprah effect, huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, now we can call it the Shark Tank effect because that's yep. really what happens. Yeah. Yep. And the last one is know your math. Math must be perfect. So know your math. Oh, that's the scariest one for most people. Yep. Know your math. Because it tells you the truth. One plus one, it's two. Regardless. One plus one is always two. You can have the greatest pitch in the world, the greatest product in the world. But yeah. unless, you can, unless you can explain it and validate it using numbers, because that's the thing we're going to believe, you have no deal. There's, there's no, no deal. That's another show, but... That's another show, but... Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> well, great episode. I love the the shark tag thing. I mean, it was it. We got a little technical there, right? We had some some extreme hey, vocabulary it, when it comes it, to the account. If plan, if somebody's asking for money and they don't understand some of those technicalities, they shouldn't be asking for money. That's absolutely true. Because they might give you the money as a loan, and you're in for it. If you're if they're giving you the money as an investment, they are aware that they might lose their investment, but. It's also on you. It's your reputation. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I would invest again on you. So you get be careful. one shot. You get one shot. Make it. Man. Whew. Make it count. Make it count. 
And 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 the thing I always tell my students too is they they ask when I show Shark Tank, you want to be on Shark Tank? I go, technically, no, I don't want to be on Shark Tank. I wouldn't mind being a shark. Huh? Right? I wouldn't mind being a shark. That's probably more of a target for me. But being a shark is difficult because you need to know which questions to ask right there and then. You always have some questions prepared if you're an investor and you want to help or grow your portfolio. But people put themselves in certain positions that do just think ahead of time what you're going to answer as well. Because I've heard or seen things like, like, okay, just backtrack. Uh, Let's start again. (laughs) I'll give you the opportunity to start again. One more time. One start more over. Time. Yeah, start over. Please. Start over. You know what? Please. Rephrase what you were going to say. Yes. Think about it again. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, 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 we'll readjourn. And it's like going to the hallway, right? Yeah. I'm not going to invest anymore, but start again. Yeah. Use yeah. me as a guinea pig yeah. for the next investor. And that'd be, I mean, honestly, that's, that's a real nice thing to do for somebody. Like, there's, th- there's, there's going to be a time where somebody's going to come and pitch you something, and they're going to be nervous. It's going to be one of their first times, and, and they get all jittery, and they fumble, and you might not be the, the investor that they are going to get, but you can be the person that helps them get to that next level. And my, they might be a contact that they will have for life. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I, I'm going to remember them, and I'm going to be, the, oh, you know what? I remember them. They, they have this product. They have this service. Let me hook them up. Whatever it is. Man. So, Vidal, uh, let's let everybody know. If they want to get in contact with you to kind of evaluate their company, where they're at, what they need to do, you know, are they prepared to be on a Shark Tank type thing? Are they prepared to get their their business to, to market if they're looking to sell? Like, how, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you can visit 619-677-6512 is our office number. Our office is in Mission Valley. Um, or you can visit yourcashflowpartner.com and you can schedule a, a free 15-minute consult with Fidal. It's absolutely free, just for your listeners. And just oh. a shout-out to Gabriel. He's listening from Mexico City. He says he's our business partner in Mexico City. And happy birthday. It was his birthday two days ago. Happy belated birthday, Gabriel. Gabriel. Nice. Mm-hmm. Without Jeff always a pleasure having you guys on the show same here yeah thank you guys and ladies and gentlemen remember uh if you guys need some shark advice you want to hit up the shark cfo be prepared tune in next week when we visit irs secrets Ooh, Ooh. just in time (laughs) (laughs) all right ladies and gents quick reminder 100 100 100 sweaters blankets hoodies Things to keep our homeless warm. If you got any donations, please hit us up 619-884-0045 or James at csfirst.com. He's also the insurance bro. So make sure you guys hit him up. Pipeline Insurance is the name of our insurance agency. We handle all your home, auto, workers, comp, general liability, all that stuff. If you want to add insurance into your business, we can help you do that too. Get your license, get you paid on those referrals. 619-884-0045 or James at csfirst.com. It's all about the kids as our show sponsor. Please help them out. We're always talking numbers. There are a number of families that need your help. It's all about the kids.org forward slash business bros, or it's all about the kids charity and on Instagram, or it's all about the kids on Twitter. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. 
And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 